Welcome to the ASIE podcast where we talk about the always sunny in Pittsburgh Fantasy Football League. My name is Maurice Oldham. I'm doing this introduction solo today. Uh, this episode is a little different, not as planned. Brian and I recorded our own interview segment, so to speak. Uh, earlier today, we were going to tack this on to the end of everyone else's parts, but we went way long. Uh, as we tend to do, so we uh, decided to make it a standalone episode. We can get you guys this before the Thursday night kickoff. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. Something I wanted to get done also before the Thursday kickoff was the week one Oldham Index. Um, For many of us, all of us, 2020 has been weird, and uh, some things don't go as planned, and one thing to tack on to that is sometimes the old ham index will be audio and sometimes it'll be uh it'll be written like last year so um this this week it'll be audio and uh like i said i think you will enjoy it and if not uh i'm having fun doing it so that's all that matters without further ado here it is Hello, and welcome to the 2020 Week 1 Oldham Index. For those of you unfamiliar with the Oldham Index, this is an exercise where I'd identify, in order, which teams I would like to have. This is not a prediction of who will win this week, or who I think will win the championship, but simply a list, in order, of which teams I would like to own. But before I get to that, I'd like to return a segment from last year, called the Thursday Pick 3, where I make three bold predictions, with one of them coming from the Thursday night football game. Number one, Daryl Williams will outscore Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in week one. Number two, Jimmy Garoppolo will be a top five quarterback this week. Number three, Cam Akers outscores Christian McCaffrey on Rico's team. And now the week one Old Ham Index. Number 12, Dan Shannon. Number 11, Kelson. Number 10, Nick Klein. Number 9, Rico. Number 8, Maurice. Tied for sixth, Tyler and Tim. Coming in at number five, Dan Yen. Number four, Steve Sternick. Number three, Justin Cox. Number two, Brian. Number one, Coco. Hey, everybody. Uh, Brian Maurice here without another league member because we will be talking about ourselves right now. Brian, how does that sound? That I love talking about myself. Uh, I'm going to try to stay organized here, but I probably won't. So what I'm going to do is first I'm going to ask you the interview questions that I ask everybody else. Then I will ask uh, myself those same questions, which is going to be weird, but just with us um then you can give me some of your takes on my picks with your grading system uh <laughs> hope you didn't hear that sentence. uh i will uh open the floor to myself and then give it to you how's that sound that sounds good all right so what is the favorite pick you made brian outside of round one all right, I didn't love a lot of my picks. It's kind of it's kind of a back and forth thing for me. I was glad to make a trade with Dan to get Jared Cook, just because I was glad to have a tight end that I liked and an offense I liked. But I didn't necessarily love the pick. I think I'm just happy to have Antonio Gibson, even though I know it was a reach. And I'm not happy in the way that I was like, 
yes, I landed my targets from last year where I really had guys in mind that I wanted. You and I texted a lot about Antonio Gibson leading up to the draft, and I was mostly sending negative thoughts and negative articles, not to make you think anything different of what I was feeling, but sort of to talk me out of it because I went into the NFL draft being excited about Antonio Gibson, being a guy from Memphis who the day I moved here was the big college game day against SMU, and he had a big game. And I was just excited by all of it. I wanted him to go to the Bucks. He didn't. But then it became, he's actually pretty good. And I was just like, I just want him on my team. And I don't know if he'll be any good. And I don't even really expect him to be. I'm just, if he's going to be good, I want him to be good on my team. Which was sort of my thought with some guys last year. But those were guys that I expected to be good. And, and in this case, I'm just, I hope he's good, obviously, because I made him my third selection at running back. But I'm just glad to have him. But you know what? Now, now that I think about it, Michael Gallup is going to be the answer to the question. Cool. All right. Uh, if it was my team, I would have a lot of options, but it's not my team. So I'm glad you had two options. Uh, least favorite pick that you made. I think I know what you're going to say. Probably the Ronald Jones pick. Wow. Upset. Um, <laughs> is that no, what you were thinking? I, I thought you were thinking Jonathan Taylor. Oh, no, it's just, whatever. The Jonathan Taylor pick is what it okay. is. Okay, you're, you're probably right. I mean, I'm not I'm not crazy about it. I didn't want him in a round where he couldn't potentially be a keeper. I still love Marlon Mack. I still think Jonathan Taylor's going to have fumble issues, but I do think he's really good, and I liked him a lot more than the running backs that were still on the board. And I knew I was going to take running backs early, and so I just valued him there. But Ronald Jones is a starter for now. I don't think he'll be a starter in eight weeks. But I had two guys that were rookies taken ahead of him, and I knew I was going to be taking some committee guys later. So I needed a guy who was entrenched as a starter to at least begin the season so that I could roll him out there if the other two guys get locked in a timeshare. And I think Rojo will have dominant carries the first couple weeks of the season. But I really just – I don't know. He had a good camp from what I hear, but I don't know what's coach speak and what's not. And I'm just, I'm not stoked to have him. Jonathan Taylor, I think is better than, I think is actually going to be a good running back. I just think he's going to be not given enough opportunity. But again, I, I like the fresh body of Jonathan Taylor over. I'm not sold on Devin Singletary. I'm not sold that Raheem Mostert's going to get a ton of carries. And then it was just all a bunch of rookies. And I just like Taylor's situation a little bit more than some of the other rookies. Cool. All right. So, uh, which team? I know you have copious notes. Which team, aside from yours, is your favorite? I do have a lot of notes. I hadn't, I hadn't decided which team was my favorite more, which drafts I really liked. I really like Rico's team. I thought Rico did a good job. I didn't like Tyler's draft, which I'll write about and I'll talk about with Tyler, but I still like his team because he still has Pat Mahomes. And you know what? I don't like his team. I take it back. I, I, I don't like his team. I just like Pat Mahomes. Um, I like Dan Yen's team. I Sometimes I there are guys and there are players in real life that – are you like are you great in C's over there? Uh, it's – I'm using my mouse. I'm surprised you can pick that up because I can barely hear it myself. I was – actively thinking about that like can i hear myself do this and i couldn't <laughs> you know what it's not it's probably because i'm on safari i have no idea my my sound feels like it's turned up to a uh, hundred because my apps are not working but so i apologize to anyone listening if i sound really loud but uh some guys have players on their team that i don't really like or i'm sorry i don't really think i would want on my team but i really like as players and dan yen is one of those guys klein is one of those guys Justin Cox is one of those guys. So there's a lot of teams that I, or you know what, Steve Sternick too. And a lot of all of his receivers, I love to watch. I don't know if I would necessarily want them on my team this year. For some of them, like T. Y. Hilton, Debo Samuel's a little hurt. C. D. Lamb apparently looks great in camp, but I don't know. I think I, I like a. There are a lot of teams that I like, but not a lot of teams that I wish I had. Uh, I feel the same, pretty much the same exact way, and I think. Um... I'll touch on that a little bit later, but we'll keep going. Um, if you could do one pick over again, which one would it be? I think I panicked on the Ronald Jones pick because I, I, I follow my strategy. I'm probably going to draft like this forever. I drafted like this last year and it didn't pan out, but I think it's the players that I took and not the picks. 
or the strategy, I should say. And I went four running backs in my first five picks. And people made a couple jokes, but running backs are so valuable, and it's such a diminishing drop, a diminishing group, and you just got to get your backs, in my opinion. So I went for it, but I think I could have gotten DJ Shark, who I like, and waited on Jones. I don't think the people who took running backs following would have took Aaron Jones, and I probably could have still gotten Michael Gallup and Will Fuller. And then in round seven, I'd have my choice between Ronald Jones and Jordan Howard. I don't love either of them. I already texted you about this. I don't love Sonny Michelle, Marla Mack, or even Latavius Murray, some of the running backs that went round seven. But I think I could have waited two rounds, gotten a, a nice receiver in DJ Shark, and still wound up with a running back of equal quality. But we'll see how it pans out. I mean, if Ronald Jones ends up being as good as they say he is in camp, then it won't be an issue at all. If it makes you feel better, um, nope, never mind. I take it back. I was looking at the draft and I was like, I, I think I would have taken a. I know I took a running back at six point one, and for some reason I thought it was Carry On Johnson, but that was eight point one. Six point one was Zach Moss, so I still would have taken Moss yeah. over Ronald Jones. But okay. right, I think, and I think that's what people would have done. I just you got like if you look at the running backs that were taken, either I don't really like them or they don't have an established role. Like they're a rookie or they're a backup. And I had just taken two rookies. So I needed a guy who I knew was the starter. And that leaves me with guys like Ronald Jones and Jordan Howard. And I didn't want to risk losing them both in the next two rounds. Cause I knew in round six, I was going to double up on receiver. And I just didn't want to risk 24 picks going by before I took a shot at one of those two backs. Cause I needed a guy who was going to start. Cool. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go through these questions for myself. My favorite pick that I made outside of round one, it's actually really easy for me. I love value. I think the best value maybe in the entire draft is Dallas Goddard in the 14th round. Um, I think he's really good at football. I think, uh, he's going to have a pretty, pretty clear, um, role in the offense and I also think that uh if you know if I'm in if I if I get in tank mode I think he could be a valuable asset for me uh either way as someone to hold on for a 12th next year or someone to flip for uh who who needs for sorry to flip for someone who needs a tight end uh so that one was pretty straightforward to me my yeah, and the Eagles aren't really signing Zach Ertz to the contract. Oh, yeah, I don't so. think he's going to get an extension at all. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, we have Dallas Goddard, and when when he's up for an extension, it'll be cheaper than whatever you have to pay Ertz right now anyway. So seems like a no-brainer to me, although I've been wrong. I thought – Well, the Eagles have been doing that since I was a kid. They oh, okay. Yeah, LJ Smith. So LJ Smith, and then they had somebody else. I can't remember. They had Brent Selleck, then they had Ertz. Now they have Goddard. I'm missing like two other names in there, but they've been doing this forever. Cool. Um, my least favorite pick. It's it's so hard because I have a lot of picks that I don't like, and I've talked to some people about not liking my team, and it's not. The individual players on my team, I'm happy that they're on my fantasy team. I just don't think they mesh well to make a good fantasy football team. So with that said, I think my – how did I even phrase this question? Least favorite pick I made, it's going to have to be – this is so hard. It's going to have to be Mark Ingram at uh, 3.12. And I think it's just because it, it's set, it, it's sort of like a chain reaction. Um, you know what? No. I have to take that back. It doesn't make any sense. It's got to be the Devontae Adams pick, even though I really want him on my team. That is what really set off the chain reaction. I should have taken a running back at one of those first two spots, even if it's, if it's a running back who I think will be Worse than Julio Jones. The highest two guys on my board were Chris Carson and Jonathan Taylor. And I told myself I couldn't take Chris Carson in the first round. You know, pick 13 is basically a first-round pick. Um, and I also know I had that weird comment where I said, this is the worst-case scenario. <laughs> and 
Yeah. The other worst case scenario. And that that's just, that sums everything up. I had no idea what I was doing. It's the most unprepared I've ever been for a draft, which I'll get to later on in my spiel. Um, I shouldn't have taken Devontae Adams because I have Aaron Jones and that's like one of my top things. I don't want a pass catcher and a running back on the same team unless it's like a chief style offense that is just a, a, a fountain of fantasy points. I don't feel that way about the Packers offense as a whole. Um, you know, last year their offense was concentrated around those two guys, but if they do that again, that, I don't know, that just makes them a worse team in my opinion. And I don't want to get too off topic, but it's just very unlikely for both of them to, I think it's very unlikely for both of them to pay off their um, fantasy value for, you know, where they're going in normal drafts. Obviously I have Aaron Jones as a fifth round pick technically, but uh, okay. I've talked enough about this. It's very frustrating for me. Uh, which team aside from yours is your favorite? I don't have one favorite, but the way I approached this question for myself personally was just take a quick glance at the rosters and who is without question going to be ahead of my own team in the uh, initial old him index. And I actually had four. Um, it's I'm a very indecisive person. Uh, so to be clear, though, yep. you're saying you have yourself fifth in the old him index. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh. Nope. On first glance, there is a 100% chance that there are four teams uh, ahead of me. So, like, the highest I can be in the old him index, the initial rankings, is five. Got it. I'm not. I'm not sure about the the middle tier, so to speak. Um, but I know that these four teams I'm going to have higher than mine. Uh, Cox, Brian, Danyan, three teams that we've already talked about, and or you know that people, other people have brought up, either you yep. or uh, other people we've already talked to. But here's a team that I like that nobody has said that they liked, and that's Coco Bear. I really like his team. Uh, I probably like his the second most. Um, yeah, you know, I missed that. I have some thoughts on his team. Yeah, it's it's mostly – I think he blended safety and upside. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how serious Coco takes this. I don't know if he's thinking about safety and upside with every pick. But when I look at it, I see safety and upside. He did, he did my thing that I love, which – I will try to talk about later, but he went back-to-back QBs, um, and I think he got a safe one in Matt Ryan, who also has his own upside, and I think he had uh, Jared Goff with upside. Um, Matt Ryan was one of my targets in every fantasy league this year. You know, and when I when I started really focusing in on fantasy this year, uh, around mid-July, late July, I thought Matt Ryan was actually going later than he was. Um, I had him at like QB six or QB seven, and I thought his ADP was like QB twelve, QB thirteen. But he ended up uh, being drafted around QB seven, QB eight, and most leagues. So I wasn't able to get yeah. him as much as I wanted to. But you know, in my six leagues, I I think I have him twice. Uh, I also like Jared Goff. I only have him in one league. Uh, my other keeper league, I drafted him as my QB one in round fifteen, and I was really happy about that. And um. This this that this plays into why Joe Burrow is my only QB, um, which I'll just start talking about now. But I did mention those other teams: uh, Coco, Cox, Brian, Danyan. I like those teams um, a lot. Good amount. The next question: Did your draft go as planned? If not, what went wrong? I'm not going to give you the full story, so don't worry. Um, I wanted two QBs. I wanted two tight ends. I wanted to take a receiver and a running back with my first two picks. Those were my plans. Everything changes once the draft actually starts. Um, I'm going to stick to the QB thing, which is really bothering me right now. Um, I drafted When I drafted Joe Burrow, I drafted him as my backup quarterback. I artificially boosted his ranks in this league because he's a rookie. He's a sexy name. I just thought somebody was going to take him. 
it didn't happen. Uh, as the draft kept going on, I was like, man, that, that wouldn't have been the Joe Burrow spot. Like, it just didn't happen, you know. I drafted Joe Burrow at 10.1. Uh, Josh Allen was taken at 10.9. And then the next quarterback was 12.6. It was just – it just didn't happen. So that frustrated me. Um, and then when I got to – you know, when I made some of those other later picks, I felt as though, um, oh, I need to take advantage of this value. However, I think comparing, there was value based on my rankings, but I'm not thinking about, I wasn't thinking about what other people were going to do. So I took Anthony Miller in the 11th, Brandon Ayuk in the 12th. I think I could have taken those same two guys in the 13th and the 14th. And if not, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. I could have, you know, had my QB plan, uh, you know, executed better. Uh, I'm rambling, but I made a lot of mistakes, and uh, my draft did not go as planned. So that's it. And if I could do one pick over again, oh, there's a lot. I can't even answer this question because, you know, it would be a 20-minute answer. So... I would say there's probably six that I wish you could do over again. That was a lot of talking. Do you have any thoughts on everything I just said? Yeah, it's uh, look, I was listening. I had I, I just finished up my onboarding from a job, but I I'm glad you said all the things that I was wondering about. I think you're being a little hard on yourself. Um, we kind of moved on past the Coco Bear thing. I wish I had mentioned him for my favorite team. Just want to say. Looking at my draft notes, I thought he had a great draft, but hopefully if he comes on with us, I can tell him about it. Um, for you, though, you started out great. So what happened? Here's the progression for me for your draft. You're on the other end of the board for me, and you're making your own picks, and so is Tyler. So the way that it's working in my brain is Dan Yen makes his pick. I type in Kleins. Zach, I just want to make sure he's still there, and I keep my dad on standby, and then I type in Tim's because he's with me. But then it goes Tyler, you, you, Tyler. So for four picks, I kind of get a mental break where nothing that happens on that end of the board is really affecting my strategy. If you guys take someone, whatever, I'm not – like I don't start looking at who I'm going to take next until I'm about five picks out. And so I'm eating. I'm getting a drink. I'm doing whatever. So I'm not really like paying close attention to what you're doing. And so I didn't like, – like I didn't know you had Zach Moss. I didn't know Mark Ingram was your first running back. I just – None of that stuff occurred to me. I, I watched your first and second round pick just because I'm still keyed in at that point. But as the draft settles in, I settle down and wire into my own thing. And so as I'm going through it, I went pick by pick with Fantasy Pros to assess how I thought the draft went for everybody. And, you know, on the night before I did that, so whatever, so Saturday night, so I did that Sunday. Saturday night, I'm going through and I'm looking at the roster board on fan drafts. And if I just do that right now, because I'm, I'm sitting here, I go on the roster board and it organizes everyone's team by position. So I see uh, the, there's only two teams with one quarterback. There's one team with three. That's Kelson. Uh, and I didn't really give him a hard time for that, whatever. I, I respect that he took Breeze. Don't think he should have taken Rodgers because he has Minshew, but whatever. Um, you got everybody else with two, one guy with three. And then I saw I have one. Cox has one, I'm saying, I'm sorry, there's three teams, because you had one, and you're on the end. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize Maurice only had one running back, and then our quarterback, and then I saw it was Joe Burrow, <laughs> and I texted you, is your only quarterback Joe Burrow, even though I'm looking right at it, I want to make sure that I have this right, and you texted me the next morning, you were like, yeah, not, or that, even later that night, maybe, and you were just like, yeah, that was not the plan. And I, <laughs> I think I was just like, I can't wait to hear what the plan was, because I know that I stood on a chair and was like, nobody should take any rookies. And then I took two rookies back to back because I just didn't like anything else I saw. But I can't, I just can't believe that you're going into the season with the Bengals quarterback as your only quarterback. I can't believe it. I, uh, I believe in Joe Burrow. I believe in the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. Um, I just, I don't, it, it feels a little bit naked. It feels like, you know, feels like you're leaving your house without your wallet and your Apple watch and your cell phone. You just have your keys. It's weird. It's just a weird feeling. That's what this feels like. Um, I've been pouring over my roster. I desperately want to start Jimmy Garoppolo this week. I cannot cut anybody. I just can't do it. 
my two options in my head are Brandon Ayuk and <laughs> Carryon Johnson. Uh, I think you're on the and I can't I can't cut either of those two guys. I, I think it's Ayuk. I would say Goddard, but you love Goddard, so it's not Goddard. Like I would cut Ayuk. I'm 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 worried about the Kittle injury. Honestly, that's another reason why I needed the second tight end. Um, I don't I don't no 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 potential. Oh, he's just such a physical guy, and he's always you know he played through a serious like shoulder injury last year, and he had his ribs dinged up too, and he's so physical. I think he's going to be hurt every season of his career, and you know whenever he's on my fantasy team, I'm gonna. I want to try to protect them, um, you know, not not handcuff, you know. But well, let me just say, another tight end. You had you had great. You did exactly what you were supposed to do, according to like Fantasy Pros. And I I didn't just use Fantasy Pros. I went through some rankings and was like, if you're in this position, what what are you going to do here? And the Devontae Adams, Julio Jones pick, I thought were the right pick. Uh, I I liked all the, both. Those were the two receivers to take if you were going to take two receivers. I thought you nailed that, and I thought it was a good call to take two receivers in your situation. You have Kittle. And uh, who was your other keeper? Aaron Jones. So, yeah, and I like Aaron Jones. I, and I know you're worried about it, but you're worried about it every year. And I think you'll be okay with those yeah, four guys. Three years to start. in a row being worried about Aaron Jones. And I like Mark Ingram. I like Cortland Sutton. And it was going well. I had you as good. I, and you know I'm a fan of Carrion Johnson. They just signed Adrian Peterson. It just seems like Detroit's not a fan of Carrion Johnson. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I like Pollard a little. I, it was just the the only thing I couldn't get over with your draft was that you have one quarterback. Because you know I like Brandon Ayuk. I think the Daryl Williams pick in round 16 is a great flyer. I love taking flyers. And, I you know, I per- took my own personal Bucks flyer, and then I cut him for a different guy just because that was the guy I should have taken anyway. I just wanted to take a Bucks receiver. But I, I thought yours was one of the best three flyers that I saw during the draft. And so I think you have a good team. But I'm such a big you-need-a-quarterback guy. And I just – I love Joe Burrow, but he had, like, four first-round picks at receiver in college and a great play scheme, and I just don't know what it's going to be like behind that Bengals O-line for the first few weeks. I, I just am worried about it for you. Yeah, that's fair. All those things are fair. Um, and I agree with them. I think Joe Burrow is going to end the season as a QB1-ish, you know, top 15 uh, for sure. Um I just I, I I'm not comfortable on where he's going to begin. Um, the fantasy analysts think this Chargers matchup is really tough. Um, I disagree personally, but that's you know neither here nor there. Um, but every pick after that, I had a QB in mind, and it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, I can't let Miller and Ayuk fall. And then the next round, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get my defense right here uh, because I'll take my quarterback later. Uh, And then it got to – so it was the defense, and then I was like, oh, crap, Goddard's still there. I can't pass on him. And at some point I was like, do we have to draft a kicker in our defense? And you said yes. And I was like, okay, well, i got to take a kicker. (laughs) I remember when you asked that. And I was thinking about another quarterback, and I was like, oh, my God, I cannot pass on Daryl Williams. Like, no matter what – happens like he it's just too the the what if is so much greater for a Chiefs running back than like you know having a a quarterback to start for Joe Burrow to be on the bench week one so well you were one of the two few people in the league let me see how many picks I graded as awful picks I graded four five six seven ten one guy had three and one guy had four you had one there was 10 total. I think the awful pick was not Burrow. I wrote that was a bad pick because I would have taken Wentz or Stafford. I didn't really know. He was, I forgot Stafford had surgery or even like it would have been Wentz. Like I would have absolutely taken Wentz there or Josh Allen. But the awful pick was I didn't understand taking the Broncos defense as early as you did. What was and, and whatever. It's a defense. It's not a big deal. I just felt like. They were still the. If you were going to take a quarterback, you still had room to take one there, and you could have waited on defense. That's just the uh, week one matchup. Um, yeah, okay. I'm playing the, you know, Broncos at home early season. They're crazy good against the spread. That plays into my defensive fantasy rankings for some unknown reason. Um, Who are I, they playing though? Aren't they playing Tennessee, the Chargers? Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Oh, see, yeah, Tennessee. I, um, I remember that though. 
I, I think, thought that was a bad matchup. Yeah, that's that's you. I think Tannehill is a very bad NFL quarterback, and I think he's he he threw in uh, what's the word? What's the opposite of a lot? He threw uh, very very few interceptions last year. I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, now we know who Ryan Tannehill is. You know, some people think the Titans are going to win the division. I think they're closer to last place than first place in the AFC South. So it's just one of those things. It's just me being. You know, my I I have my opinions and I stick to them probably to a fault. So I think that the, the I best had, case um, scenario for you is the Broncos manage to stop Derrick Henry on Monday night and they hold him to ten points and Joe Burrow throws five touchdowns in his debut. <laughs> and I think the worst case scenario is the Titans are still a good team and the Broncos lost Von Miller and it's a it's disaster. Yeah, that's not, Joe Burrow throws the touchdown. You know, I probably won't even start the Broncos defense. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about when I'm picking a defense. I'm thinking about pick sixes and strip sack fumbles and yeah, Tannehill's Tannehill's one of those guys for me. You know, um, I I uh, yeah, that's that's that. It's not nothing nothing to. I had three defenses earmarked. It was the um, the Bills playing the Jets. It was the yep. Steelers playing the. No, it wasn't this. Did the Steelers go off the board? I they had uh, to because I, I would because so. they're a real they're they're an actual real top fantasy. Yeah, they team, went so they, were they the went board. right before you. So yeah, those I were had my... the Bills too. I didn't realize the Bills had been taken. I was going to take the Bills, and then it looked like that's when I took Benny Snell. I didn't know the Bills were gone. So for and then, sure, I'll the take thing Snell. about those two other defenses is those are like the fantasy defenses that people like for the whole season because they're good yeah. real life defenses. So I figure I wasn't going to get those those two. Um, I liked those two. I wish I had taken one of them. I, I thought about I liked the Colts as well. For the week one matchup. They're playing the Jags. Yeah, I, I don't like that as much. Um I don't think Gardner's a big interception guy. He might he might fumble a lot. And the Colts defense, they I feel like their defensive style, they play like a lot of bend don't break and I don't know that how that we're works going in into uh yeah, I don't want to go down that route, but I just I'm not too interested in them in fantasy, but um Unless, you know, unless something changes or I see it. But, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. So, is there anything else to say about uh, my my team? No, nah, man, I'm worried about you. That's all. <laughs> I'm worried two weeks are going to go in and you're going to be sending me texts like, uh, I'm looking forward to 2021. <laughs> I... I wish I hadn't done this, 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 or this. You know, like Zach Moss is terrible all of a sudden, and it's like uh, somebody gets hurt. I don't know. I'm worried about you. Um, I didn't know. You texted me. I don't know if this was private, but you texted me after the draft that you were mad, and I didn't get that feeling. I didn't know that. I thought you probably were happy with your draft. Well, I'm not going to talk about that right now. That's fine. Um, (laughs) It was was a rough night all around. I I just hope you – write about it or do a solo pod and just go on a rant about all your feelings. Well, if, if you must know the, uh, the old him odyssey is in the works. That is a, Oh, uh, new name. That is a personal, that's actually a personal venture. That's going to be a whole uh, media conglomerate. You know, there's going to be podcasts. There's going to be a website. There's going to be blogs, not fantasy football related. Um, that's, that's coming. It's, that's a that's an early 2021 project. It got pushed back due to uh, coronavirus. So, well, I forgot to wear my old ham index shirt to the draft, but I can't <laughs> wait to wear my old ham Odyssey sweater vest next year. Yeah, I mean, that'll be fun. Um, old ham, old ham Odyssey podcast network. Yeah. So, let's move on. I'm not going to do the open ended thing uh, for myself, um, but I do. You know what? I do. I have a couple things to say. Um, I want to have fun this year. I take fantasy football serious, and it's just because it's my favorite thing. It's not because, like, I'm, you know, I don't want to go into that. Uh, it's just my favorite thing, so I really care about it. I want to have fun. I'm trying to lighten up. I'm trying to be more likable when it comes to, you know, life in general, fantasy football. That's why uh, I'm not offering trades this year. If you want to trade with anybody on my team, you have to offer it to me. Uh, part of this podcast will be trades that I think other people can make. Uh, it won't include my own team because that will be a trade offer. Um, 
you know, but that that let that's that. And uh, let's have some fun. I am rooting for. I want Coco Bear to win the title. I think it's because I I like his team, and uh, you know, he's he's due. Has he made the playoffs in the past three years? Coco Bear, he makes it. He makes it all the oh, time. Okay. I think he missed one of those three years, but. He's usually a good team. I think he missed last year. This is usually uh... a couple years ago, either 2017 or 18. I thought he was the best team in the league, and he choked one to like tie. He had one of those girly years, didn't he? One of those big uh, Uh, girly years, or no? Did he take him? Did he take him at one after? Girly's girly's rookie year, Tim had him. Then Tim kept him, and he was bad, so we let him go. And then Hanani took him, and we all made fun of him. And then he was great, and he traded him to me. And didn't help me at all. And then the next year, Gurley wasn't very good. And that would have been 2018. Maybe Kokobar had him. Maybe he was still good. And Zach had him. And then 2019, I think Rico had him or something like that. All right. So that's uh, that's not my prediction. That's just who I'm rooting for. And also, you know, tough year for black guys. So let's uh, let's get one. <laughs> Well, I don't want to get canceled, so I'm not going to touch that at all. <laughs> all right, Brian, the floor is yours. Anything you want about the league, the draft, this can be as long as you want just because we have uh, more power. Yeah, so uh, I have nothing to say about the league. I'm glad everyone's here. I'm glad that we're in year seven. Uh, whatever, screw everybody. Everyone pisses me off all the time. This is my time of the year where I hate everybody and everything in my life because fantasy football makes me miserable and the Buccaneers make me miserable. Can we, before, so if I'm well, gonna, let me cut you off. Can we talk about hating people? Yeah, sure. I, I want to clear the air about the whole Clippers thing. I don't know why you took that. <laughs> Good, because I wanted you took to bring that it up so too. out of proportion. All, <laughs> I took it out of you proportion. Have, you sent a list of teams that <laughs> you were happy that they won. Yeah. And in my head, I looked at all those teams. I said, this is what I said to myself. Uh, right. I said, Oh, okay. He's rooting for the Raptors. That makes sense. You know, we talk about Bill Simmons a lot. It's nice to see Bill Simmons upset. That makes sense. Yes. Uh, correct. Lightning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Brian's a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. That I understand that. That makes sense. Clippers. Correct. Won. Hmm. I don't know anything about Brian and the Clippers. I wonder what I wonder yes. what the backstory is for that. So yes. I said, Why are you rooting for the Clippers? <laughs> and then you thought that had something to do with the Mavericks, which it doesn't. I mean, it's, yeah, a co- no, no. it's a coincidence that I am not rooting for the Clippers, but me wanting to know why you were rooting for the Clippers had nothing to do with my own feelings. And I, that is a 1,000% okay, guarantee. You took it out of proportion. I'm just curious. That's the, Okay. But see, I wasn't really taking it into any proportion. When you said, why the Clippers – I wanted to make a joke about – see, I was driving, so I didn't really have the ability to, like, make a joke about one of your tweets making, getting mad about their tough guy attitude. I know you've said something either to me or in a tweet about how you don't like the attitude. Oh, I tweeted a lot about it. The fake – right, the fake tough guy thing. And I just wanted to make a joke about, like, this doesn't really bother me, but I didn't have the capacity to do so without killing myself, my girlfriend, and my cat. Mm. So all I said was – Things don't. Things just don't really bother me the way they bother you. And I was trying to make the. It was. It was a confusing joke to make, but under the pretenses of, and the ability I had to make a joke, that was the best I could do. And then I got. I. I don't have the text chain, but then you said something else, and I was. Well, like, because we had just said about the PPR rankings, and I was like, that stuff. I don't really think about that. So, I. I get why on Twitter when it's trending, everyone hates on Paul George because he calls himself Playoff P. None of that bothers me. <laughs> so I was like, taking that question Pandemic of. P pandemic p exactly and i think that's funny but i like paul george whatever and i when i took that question it was like why the clippers i knew what you were asking was i get it for these teams but what's your reason for the clippers and mine was it was just like i don't know i think they're the better team and that's all i can say but i was like that would have been that would have been the greatest answer because i would have said oh okay that makes sense yeah, exactly. That would, that's why I said at the end of the night, I was like, I wish I had just said, I don't know, I just want them to win. But I was trying to make fun of the fact that you hate the Clippers. And that was why you felt the need to ask was because you hated the Clippers. But then you were like, get some sleep. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I just thought, just I thought you had a long you. day and you were grumpy and you were just trying to start some shit. So I said, you know what, you need a little nap. <laughs> no, I, I did have a long day and I was trying to start some shit. 
but not in the usual way that I've had a long day and I'm trying to start some shit. All right, enough on that. Thank you for the <laughs> clarification. Back to yeah. No, I'm the, glad we uh, talked through that. Back to the league. Your thoughts? Yeah. So I'm done. I I don't have much to say about the league. The league, I will be annoyed with fantasy football. I know last year I got very dramatic during it because I was so annoyed with my team for the second year in a row, but also because I was doing stuff like quitting my job and interviewing and flying all over the place, and I was always tired and I didn't know what I was doing in my life. And now uh, it's worse. <laughs> so I'm I'm set now with that uh, my life, and I'm just focused on one thing, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just not being embarrassing. And so Bruce Arians quarterbacks are not good the first half of the season with Bruce Arians. Like they throw a lot of interceptions, they get confused by the offense, and it's bad. They're not all Jameis Winston throwing 30 picks, but you've got Andrew Luck throwing 20, you've got Peyton Manning throwing 28, you've got uh, Ben Roethlisberger actually had a good year, but you've got Carson Palmer in his first year with Arians. His stats were like 24 touchdowns and 22 interceptions. Everybody throws ton of interceptions. Jameis Winston's first half of the season, he was bad. They go two and six. Then they figure out the offense. He's still throwing a ton of picks, but they go five and three. But the point is, they're going to lose to the Saints on Sunday because the Saints are a good team and have been together forever, and they're not going to be affected by the pandemic, and the Bucs are just going to lose. And Mike Evans is probably not going to play, and it's only going to get worse from there. And every national media member is going to freak the F out and say, this is, this is not going to work. I knew it all along. The Bucs are going to start out two and two. Brady's not going to look great, and it's not going to be good. They're going to start out five and three or whatever. And people go, oh, I thought they'd be better. And they'll finish like 11 and five and be wild card and lose because they'll play somewhere cold and Brady's 43 years old, but just shut up. You know, like I'm not, I'm not going to overreact to the first month. I'm not going to overreact to anything. I'm going to be very upset when they lose and very happy when they win. Just like when fucking Chris Sims was the quarterback. So it doesn't matter to me, but I'm annoyed with how many people feel the need to text me and call me and tweet me and DM me on everything in the world to talk about how the Bucks signed Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady. <laughs> and the jokes, this would be a great offense in 2009. Doesn't even make sense. Like, every day, every day I go on Twitter, the year gets further back. Oh, this would be a great team in 2018. Now it's like, wow, 1998. You know your response should be? Your response should be, Ali Marfit was in middle school. What are you talking That's about? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> People always do that, too. They're like, well, Chris Godwin was still in college. They're like, yeah, exactly. That's when they were better was when they were in college. Oh, good one. Like, you're 14. Oh, Go do your gosh. homework. And I just, uh, every day it's something new. And I just think that we've become the Browns in that. A lot of people want us to fail because every time they watch a video or go on watch TV, the talking heads are talking about the Bucks, but it's not always Brady. Sometimes it's like Peter Schrager fapping off to Devin White. Can I say fapping off on this podcast? Uh, anyway, we got the explosive uh, mark, so yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's always it's some uh, Vita Vea is going to be great this year, and they always are talking about the Bucks. And I used to love it, but I texted you a few weeks ago. Now I just skip it. Who cares? They're just talking about them because they're going to be on TV a bunch and they want to roll these clips later. Like, I was always big in on the Carlton Davis bandwagon. Like, oh, my God. It's, and people just want them to lose. And it's not fun because we always lose. And now people are going to be, like, hammering us for losing, which is all I've ever known. And I just wish that I could enjoy my season without getting a push notification from ESPN that says, today Tom Brady took his shirt off and took an ice bath and it was adorable. And that's, that's all I have to say. That was a lot to say. I have a response <laughs> to a couple things that you mentioned. Uh, the first okay. thing, which is not a response, just to let you know uh, while recording this, we went long. This is going to be a standalone episode. I think it's worth people listening to and not getting lost with uh, everyone else in the league. Uh, yeah, that's, know, a, that's on me. That, that's okay. I like it. It's, uh, I, think, I think this is uh, – it's, it's good. Um, okay. My reactions to everything you just said, I've got three things. I'll start with the quickest one first. You said the Bucks are going to lose to the Saints. Uh, I tend to agree with you. However, that number is Saints minus three and a half. I needed to get the three. If it gets the three, I'm going to bet it. Uh, if it doesn't, I'm going to stay away from it. I took Saints minus three and a half, but I was going to hedge on week one Bucks no matter I what. Need, um, I need, yeah, I just needed to get the three. I'm not going to be able to bet it three and a half. Uh, the other thing, you mentioned Schrager. Today's the first day in 
calendar 2020 that I have watched uh, Good Morning Football. It's a, I think it's a fantastic show. I think they have four really good hosts. Um, I don't like Kyle Brandt, but I think he's good at his job. Yep. Uh, the three dudes, uh, Burleson, Brandt, and Trigger, they all picked the Bucks to lose in the Super Bowl. I watched that this morning. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> they, Peter King is a genius, and he's like, I think the Bucks are going to beat the Ravens. What the hell are you talking yeah, about? I, I, did my, uh, I did my season stuff. I get the Bucks as the um, – Sec the not the last wild card, but the one before that, and I don't have them in the Super Bowl. Um, I didn't do like a full. I don't even have them in the playoffs. I have been. I have been. Uh, nine wins. Nine wins will get you in. There. You. You think Brady's gonna go five hundred? I don't know. He's not gonna go seven. I. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just it. It just it's it's so hard to think. About. He's an absolute lock for eight wins, regardless of anything else. All he needs to do is get the nine, and he has a pretty good chance of getting into the playoffs. That's that's how I see it. Yeah. Um, all right. Third thing, you texted either the group or me something that I one hundred percent disagree with, and you brought it up here again. And I would like to put some money on it. Brady's thrown fourteen interceptions three times in a season. You think he's going to throw the most in his career. You think Brady's going to throw 15 interceptions this year. If you name a number, I'll wager it. If you don't want to wager, we can do embarrassing things. I'll do anything you want uh, that's not, you know, pornographic. If you if you want to if you want to make a bet, I say under 14 and a half interceptions for Brady this year, assuming 16 games, of course. Hang on a second. This is live. We did not talk about. Yeah, this I know. Before. I'm not. I'm not trying to pause. No, I'm, I'm looking telling, at two I'm things. I'm telling here. the listeners that we did not plan to discuss this. That I'm presenting a betting opportunity live for the first time. So I'm looking at some numbers here. I'm seeing things like 2.5, 3.7. Because I I would like to bet that guards against injury. So I'm thinking interceptions per game or interception percentage. Mm. And I'm thinking of a higher, lower number of that because I don't. I need if, time if we, if for. We do 14 and I need half, time I for percentage. Hurt. I can't. I can't do percentage. I don't, I don't Okay, how about this? Percentage. Tom Brady hasn't reached 2% interception percentage since 2011, and I think he's going to do it this year. Uh, I'm looking at these numbers now. I will That's when he threw 12 picks. I will comfortably say he won't get to 2%, but I can't put any money behind that because if he throws I, I don't want any skew skewability for lack of a better word. I don't want I don't want it to be uh You mean like when last year's Bucks quarterback threw for uh, four point five percent interception percentage? If Brady if Brady plays a full season, stays in healthy, you know, I just the the attempts attempts can vary, you know, from season to season. You know, if the Bucks are I'm comfortable with the fifteen interceptions because if the Bucks are good I don't think he's going to throw interceptions. And if the Bucs are bad, I don't think he's going to throw interceptions. However, okay, 0.8 interceptions per game over a full season is 13 interceptions. So what about 0.8 interceptions per game started? Yeah, you're, you're lower in my, you're lower in, uh, my side a little bit. Yeah, I probably am. So 0.9 t- times 16 <laughs> is 14. So 0.9 interceptions per game started. I'm standing pat on the career high. I, I can't get that out of my head. I can't. Yeah, but I think he's going to get hurt. I mean, I, I, I'm just All afraid right. that he is. No, no, no. Career high was no 2005. No action if he doesn't start 16 games. If he doesn't start 15 games, no action. How about that? Okay. And you're saying I get 14 or higher? No, I get 14. You get 15. Okay. You tie, okay, I'll, I'll agree to that. You get 14. I get, I get uh, 13. What are we doing? Are we doing uh, 50 bucks to charity? Are we doing a social media post? What are we doing? Yeah, sure. 50 bucks to charity. My charity is the Brian Wells Apartment Rent Fund. All right. And my charity is uh, at Dirk Nowitzki on Venmo. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's a good one, actually. I've donated there before. <laughs> All right. So that sounds uh, – is this an official bet? Okay. Yeah, I'm all in. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. I like that. 
Yeah, bet is void if Bucks go 0-16 and I jump out of my apartment window. <laughs> bet is void if I go 0-13 in fantasy. Um, yeah, fair. All right, we said it all. We said a lot. Um, I have nothing else to add except for I am excited for the season. I'm going to post this after. This is going to be the last thing, so everybody can listen to Everybody else first, then listen to this, and then uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah, the only thing that I want to say to close it out is if Rico sends me one thing about Tom Brady trending on Twitter in a negative way and says, yo, they cooking Tom Brady, B, I'm blocking him forever. I will block him. I will delete his number. I will uh, I will just erase him from all, tra- all traces of Rico from my life. If I get another, yo, they cooking him, B, I'm done. Awesome. I can't handle it anymore. We're going to have Josh Rosen starting in two years. Oh, I can't wait. I love Josh Rosen. <laughs> I just – I don't I don't like Josh Rosen. I thought he got dealt a poor hand in Arizona. Um, I watched most of his snaps from Miami, and while it was a poor hand, I think he was a lot worse in uh, Miami than he was in Arizona. So I'm, I'm still in just because I love being right, and I can't admit when I'm wrong most of the time when it comes to – Football takes. Um, real life stuff, I'll, I'll admit when I'm wrong. Football takes, I want to be right. And I want to be right on Josh Rosen. So I'm, uh, I think this is the best fit for him. If he could somehow get some osmosis. Is that how you use osmosis? Get osmosis through Brady? Yeah, that's easy. Yes, whatever. Um, yeah. If Brady can osmosize Josh Rosen, that would be amazing. Now you're using it wrong, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm rooting the for The Bucks that. fans are already doing the, he's going to learn from Brady for two years, and then he's going to be our franchise quarterback. And I just... Just want to tell these people that they're complete idiots. So, well, if you're listening, fans of the Bucks on Twitter, you're an idiot. Hey, we got 17 views on the last podcast. I think we got some. Uh, I think we got some Bucks fans. Um, yeah, I think. I think it's good to be a wishful thinker. I wish the 49ers would sign Josh Rosen. Um, I'm not going to talk about what we texted about a couple of days ago regarding the 49ers QB, but I wish we would sign Josh Rosen to our practice squad. Um, Okay, let's get out of here. Yep. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. Uh... Memphis, Tennessee, 10 South Main Street. <laughs> Unless I got. <laughs>